Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. Oof, our first official episode that isn't an introduction. Well, hello. Hi. I'm so happy you're here and ready to wander with me, Sydney Brienne. Now, I know in the intro episode, I introduced my so-called content pillars of business, photography, education and tips surrounding photography, travel, entertaining adventure stories, and all things living and experiencing life outdoors. Today's episode is going to fit into the photography content pillar as I detail a step-by-step guide to planning your dream elopement. As a full-time adventure elopement photographer in Montana, most of my couples are planning their elopement from across the country. Seriously, one of my favorite parts of my job is helping couples plan their dream day. Really, if you can dream it, it can happen. And I'm always so thankful that my job is literally planning and dreaming and conceptualizing the most beautiful days with my couples. I call myself your day of co-creator. I will never tell you what to do, where you have to go, what activities you have to do. But one of the more fun parts of my job is finding awesome locations and activities that may fit into your dream day. Now, later I will chat more about preparing for your elopement rather than planning, but when you are in the beginning stages, these steps will come in handy as you start to dream up your dream day. So if you are engaged, hoping to elope, helping a family member or friend plan their elopement, or simply hoping to learn more about planning elopements, this episode is jam-packed with information. Without further ado, let's wander into it. (laughs) See what I did there? Oh my God, I am so cringy. Anyway, so you're engaged and you're in the beginning stages of deciding between a wedding and elopement. Now what? Obviously, pop the champagne, soak up each second of saying fiance and celebrate. If nobody has told you this yet, there is really no rush to plan your wedding or elopement. If you're not ready, if you don't feel financially stable, if you have no idea where to start, there's no rush in starting to plan. As a full-time elopement photographer who also recently got engaged, I know what a bonkers time it is after getting engaged. And when it comes to elopement planning, trust me, I'm in the thick of it right now too. I've put together a list of 12 steps to be your guide after getting engaged to help you plan the elopement of your dreams. Before we really dive into the nitty gritty of planning though, I want to share what my fiance and I did to get started with our own elopement planning. And this is also what I tell all of my clients as well. So this is kind of a little hack. I tell literally every couple to do this. So you need to sit down with your partner, have a little date night at home or at the local brewery with your favorite drink and start dreaming up your day. No matter how little or extravagant your dream, write it down and talk about it. By throwing out some ideas to one another, you'll find out what each other values about their dream wedding day and you can bounce ideas off of each other that you may not have thought of before. But I do want to encourage you to take this step a little bit further. So not only are you writing down separately your own dreams and desires for your elopement day, but you are also going to write down your top five non-negotiables. What I mean by this is you and your partner should write down on your own separate lists five non-negotiable items or priorities that you must have on your wedding day. These items should be things that you absolutely could not go without on your big day. 
And for example, I'm going to bring in personal experience here. Um, I did make my fiance do this when we started planning our own elopement. So my fiance and I's separate lists looked something like this. His five non-negotiables were number one, having his family there. Number two, having alone time, but also family time. Number three, an awesome location. Number four, doing our favorite activities. Number five, having all of family in one place. And then my non-negotiables were one, having an awesome, unforgettable adventure. Two, having my dream photo and video team, obviously. Three, having a wedding weekend. Don't ask me why. It was always just something I wanted to do. Four, I wanted it to be a new place that we haven't been. And five, I wanted aesthetic or vibey lodging just for pictures and to just remember the time with an awesome place. Now, after you have your separate lists, you take your non-negotiables and you go over them together. And it sounds crazy, I know, but you compromise and combine to create your couple's version of your non-negotiables list. For example, again, my fiance and I, we took our two lists and combined them to create the following. Number one, have an adventure day full of hiking and fly fishing. Number two, have a separate family day so one day can be dedicated to us. Number three, have our dream photo and video capture our day. Number four, have it be in a new jaw-dropping location that we haven't been. Number five, book a VRBO that will host us and all of our guests. As you can see, once you both have your top five non-negotiable items, you'll be able to create a list together to have a better vision for what your priorities are. And this is super helpful when it comes to budgeting, finding a location, the number of guests you're going to invite, etc. Once you have your non-negotiables, you will be able to conceptualize what your day could actually look like and what is possible. I truly think that our planning process was a breeze once we created that non-negotiables list because we were able to then look at that list, reference it, and quickly choose a location that was on our bucket list, reach out to dream vendors, and book a VRBO that fit what we were looking for, all while dreaming up what our wedding weekend could actually look like. Oof, duh, that was a lot. And we are not even into the good stuff yet. So let's jump into the step-by-step guide to planning your dream elopement. So after you've sat down and started dreaming, here are the steps you need to bring that dream to life. Here we go. Number one, choose an elopement location. It sounds simple, but the location you choose for your elopement is one of the most important decisions you'll make. Not only should you strive to find a place that is special and meaningful to you as a couple, but you also want to consider the atmosphere and setting for your elopement. Maybe it's a place that has been on your bucket list forever. Or maybe it's your favorite vacation destination. Wherever you choose, go at it with the two goals of sentimentality and atmosphere. Now, if you're struggling to find the perfect location, I suggest starting with envisioning what you picture around you as you say your vows. And this can be super kind of emotional and powerful. And I'm not a super emotional person, but I always get goosebumps when I think about this. So start with envisioning, literally picture. Close your eyes, picture what you would see as you're saying your vows. Do you want mountains? Is it alpine lakes? Is it fall foliage? Is it desert views? Just picture it and conceptualize it and kind of stick it in your back pocket. But if you still can't decide on a perfect place, don't worry. 
your elopement photographer or, or planner should be able to help you figure it out. I know when my fiance and I started brainstorming locations, we knew we wanted to get married in a place that was new to both of us, but we wanted to make our first and best memory as a married couple there. Spoiler alert, we did settle on Northern Washington because it was a place we've never been and fits our interests with alpine lakes, fishing, and incredible hikes. It was also a place we knew our few guests had never been either, and it would be a new adventure for all of us. Moving on to number two, decide a date or range of dates. Once you have the place narrowed down, it's best to choose a date, a month, or even a season or a range of dates that work for you. This will help you set the timeline for the rest of your planning to ensure you have ample time to arrange everything else for your elopement. But also, if you do have some flexibility in that date, that could be to your benefit. As a photographer, I love when couples inquire with a flexible date because it means there are more dates available that match up with my calendar and more flexibility with other vendors as well. If you don't have a specific date, think of what time of year is prettiest in the location you're thinking of, when you're able to take off time off work, or even you know if you're inviting a few family members, cross-check with them. Number three, hire your elopement photographer. Ha, <laughs> my favorite step of all, obviously, once your location and date or season are decided, you can find your photographer. Some couples prefer a photographer local to the area. Others may have a photographer in mind that will travel. Whichever you decide, I encourage you to find a photographer that will capture the emotion, authenticity, and intimacy of your elopement while also providing an incredible experience for you two and obviously being there to be your storyteller. I recommend hiring a photographer who is familiar with the area or provides in-depth location scouting services and expertise so you know everything is taken care of on your elopement day. Number four, book engagement photos. This one is kind of touch and go for me. I did include it in this list because it is kind of a common traditional thing to have engagement photos, but You've set an elopement date, you've found a location and a photographer. Now it's kind of time for the fun stuff. If engagement photos are your jam, it's a great chance to get some time with your photographer. A lot of couples that choose to elope don't end up taking engagement photos because their day can be planned quicker than a traditional wedding. This is the case with many of my couples, but many couples will opt in for a day before or after session in lieu of engagement photos to still get some fun photos together, not in wedding attire. But if you want to take them, take them. If not, no worries. Moving on. Number five, book your other top vendors. Lodging or small venues, planning services, catering or bakers for dessert, hair and makeup, your officiant, florals, etc. They all book up fast and there's a lot of vendors that could be booked for your elopement or you can go simple and simply have a photographer. Your day can be as extravagant or simple as you would like. And this is the PSA to do whatever the hell you want on your day because it is exactly that, your day. And you will have zero regrets if you book the vendors you want and do everything that makes you feel giddy and content about your wedding day. All right, back to the point. As big of a pain as it is, book your other main vendors as soon as you can so that you can just sit back, relax, and await your big day. Number six, secure your permits. If you are loping in a national park or national forest, even a state park, 
you will absolutely need to look into applying for a permit to utilize the public lands. Check out the service website of your choice for more information or your photographer should be able to help with this. I personally provide permit help to all of my clients. What this looks like is I provide a location guide for the desired area and let them know of any permits or regulations for those areas before they even decide on a location. Once they do that, then I triple check the required permits needed and send a step-by-step email on how to apply and what to expect. Even if you're not tying the knot in a national park or forest area, do make sure to do your research just to be sure there's nothing else required of you to say your vows or host a ceremony or take professional photos in that area. Like I said, your photographer or elopement planner should be able to help with this step as well. Number seven, announce your elopement, invite your people, or make it a surprise. Some couples choose to send a save the date, some choose to have an after party, and some choose to simply announce that they eloped after the fact. Whether you choose to invite your family or friends or involve them in other ways, there are tons of options like having a dinner with them when you return that night, having an after party a few weeks or months after, reading letters from family and friends, FaceTiming them and screaming, we're married. And really the list can go on and on. There are so many ways to involve family without them being there. However, if you do choose to invite guests, consider a wedding weekend so you can have one adventure day and one family day if that's your vibe. Win-win. Newsflash, that's our plan too. We really wanted to prioritize our own private vows and adventure, but also include family in some way. So we decided to have a wedding weekend. Either send out those save the dates and have a little group with you or simply announce it after the fact and it can be a blast. Number eight purchase your elopement attire. While this step may come a little earlier for some couples, make sure you purchase your elopement attire well in advance. I know wedding dresses can sometimes take six to eight months to come in, sometimes even over a year, depending on supply chain issues. Getting a wedding dress takes time, as does getting fitted for a suit or a special outfit of your choice. Whatever you decide to do, just make sure to research timelines for that particular attire and get your orders in. Number nine, select your elopement activities. What elopement activities? Hell yes, activities are what make your day unique. They make your day all about you. You can do your favorite things or just enjoy the view. I may be biased, but your elopement is an incredible opportunity to do some epic shit. From hiking to stargazing to having a picnic or a private chef, to writing your vows together in the morning or making coffee at your favorite lake at sunrise, to sharing a first dance or roasting marshmallows by a bonfire, to fly fishing and kayaking, to going off-roading in a Jeep or backpacking. There are seriously endless elopement activities to consider and whatever fits your vision and your day and just your relationship best. It's totally a blast. I have an awesome blog on my website titled 50 Activities to Do on Your Elopement Day, and you should check it out. I find my couples have the most memorable day when they choose a couple of their favorite activities or things to include in their day. There's no better way to start your marriage than partaking in your favorite activity or sharing your favorite dessert or even watching sunset from your favorite overlook. So really think about how you want to spend your day and what activities can be included in that. Number 10, create your elopement timeline. 
once you decide those activities or lack thereof that you want to do on your elopement day, you can start to form some sort of timeline and list the help and expertise of your planner or photographer to help you create a perfect seamless elopement timeline to fit your vision. Think of what time of day you want your ceremony or what time you received your permit for, when you want to do your activities, what your plan is for dinner, etc. Your planner or photographer can help ensure that everything falls into place beautifully while also preparing for weather, travel times, parking, etc. I always hop on a call with my couples to go over their timelines and what their day will look like with obviously plan A, B, C in tow as well. Remember, your timeline can look any way you want it to. Are you thinking sunrise and waking up at 2 a.m. to get to your destination for a sunrise alpine glow? Do it. Are you hoping to have time to get back to town for dinner with family? It is possible. Are you just hoping to relax on the beach and spend hours staring at each other, just being in love? You can do it. Number 11, finally prepare for your elopement. This could be a whole other podcast, so I won't go into too much detail, but preparing for your elopement starts months in advance and obviously continues to the days leading up to your big day. I do have another awesome blog post all about preparing for your elopement that you should check out, but here's an overview. Start buying your gear early so you can check those important items off your list. So if you are going backpacking for the first time in a while, make sure you have backpacks that fit or all of the camping gear that you need. If you need headlamps, buy new headlamps. If you are trying out a new camp stove, make sure you buy all of that stuff. Make sure you have lodging and vendors booked and finalized and triple check your rental car and lodging dates and itineraries just to be safe so you don't end up, you know, a night without a place to stay or something. Find your permit information and keep that handy and do any final check-ins with vendors and then kind of get into the nitty gritty. So start fueling your body to stay healthy and prepared for any activities you have planned. Also, who wants to be sick leading up to their wedding day? Make a list and pack your bag well in advance to be prepared for weather and also so you don't forget anything like rings. Finally, complete any final appointments and snag your marriage license if you're not getting legally married prior. I seriously could go on and on on how to prepare for your elopement. So I think that will be a separate podcast. There's a lot to dissect there and a lot to help you prepare. Finally, number 12, continue the celebration. Whether your elopement is in three months or one year, continue your celebration. Your big day will be here before you know it. And although you did not choose a big traditional wedding, you can still celebrate just as much. Being engaged is such an exciting time in your life and in your relationship. Make sure to still set aside time to soak up this season of life with your partner. Keep dreaming together about your big day, but most importantly, dream about your marriage together. It's such a special time and you just need to continue celebrating. So to recap, the 12 steps to planning your elopement. One, choose a location. Two, set a date or pick a season. Three, hire your photographer. Four, book engagement photos or skip that step if it's not your vibe. Five, book your other top vendors. Six, secure any needed permits. Seven, invite your people, share your plans or keep your elopement a secret. Totally up to you. 
8. Purchase your attire. 9. Select your elopement day activities. 10. Create your elopement day timeline. 11. Start preparing for your elopement, gear plans, etc. 12. And finally, keep celebrating. Oh, that was so good. I hope that was helpful. If you are in the midst of planning or just in the beginning stages of dreaming about your elopement, remember your day can look and feel any way you want it to. This list is simply a start and I am so excited for you to get planning. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Ready to Wander podcast. You can find more on my website, sydneybrienne.com or sydneybrienne.com slash ready to wander. I do post these episodes and show notes on the blog. And if you are looking for more information about travel, elopement, etc., that is a great place to find some resources. And let's be friends on Instagram. You can find me over at at Ready to Wander Podcast or find me on my photography account at Sydney Brienne Photo. I will catch you in the next episode. Are you ready to wander? Wander.